With MEAC games starting this week, literally beginning tomorrow, we take a look at the state of the conference as we enter MEAC play. Oh yeah, it's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. family welcome back to another episode of the locked on hbcu podcast your number one daily one-stop shop for everything hbcu athletics monday through friday part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and i of course am darian gray aka the mouth of the south texas southern alum and former tsu herald sports editor and current contributing writer at usa today's saints wire I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. Just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S and ends with an S. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a a Jace case providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And today's episode is all about the Mideastern Athletic Conference. We take a look at the state of this conference, meaning how do the preseason expectations line up with how the teams are looked at today? Before that, let's look at the preseason, or excuse me, the week one of MEAG play slate of games. We have three games. We're going to look at each one of those three ever so briefly, but we kick it off with a conversation around my second biggest question, and maybe my biggest question as far as just the conference as a whole, and that is, is the upper echelon of the MEAG three teams, or is it two? I think there's a clear-cut two for sure. Um... The reason I label this my biggest question is because the other one I had in mind was Howard versus North Carolina Central. But A, that's one game, and B, we won't know that until November 11th, and we're about a month away from that. So I'd rather look at something that's a little bit more broad, something that could partially be answered this week, and then also take a little bit time to form a, a clearer picture. About two, three weeks ago, I was on here talking about the grambling versus all corn game so i guess that was two weeks ago and i was discussing that game and i said how there's so many big games in the swag compared to the miac where the upper echelon is a clear picture of who those teams are earlier in their conference slate right and that's how i feel but when are we going to know who it is and who are the options we already know it's north carolina central That's one that we're not debating. To me, they have been the best HBCU football team in the country. That's my personal opinion. Take any conference you want. North Carolina Central has been the best to me. I think they have the best wins. They might have two of the three best wins, honestly. One like they they got some quality wins on there. I'll be honest with you. They definitely have one of the two best wins, in my opinion. But overall, this is a great team. Like we're not going to we're not going to challenge whether or not they're in the upper echelon. So let's not spend time on that part of it. 
Next, you have Howard. And I think they're another team that's kind of unquestionable. We felt as if they were going to be one of those squads coming into the game or in coming into the season. And during their games, they have proven to us why we felt that was going to be the case. They haven't won every game. They're two and four. But you look at the matchups, matchups against Eastern Michigan. You look at the matchups against Northwestern, in which they pushed both of those FBS squads with one being a Big Ten team. You got to give them some credit for that. And when you're looking at out-of-conference games and those quote-unquote money games, those games that you know the HBCUs are supposed to lose, you look at how they perform in those, and if they perform well, they deserve to be credited for that. That is not a situation where you're just going in there and doing exactly what they expect you to do. You're going above i won't say above and beyond but you are going above right so i gotta give howard some love for that and there's no other reason for me to feel like they aren't within that upper echelon now that's when things get tricky because i've i've labeled the two teams that i felt coming into the season were the championship contenders they were the upper echelon they were the top tier like i i broke down those three teams or those two teams now but can morgan state be the third and they showed a little bit of promise in that first week. The problem is that they haven't won a game since week one. And I can sit here and I can tell you that they looked good against Albany. I can sit here and tell you that they looked good against Towson. I can tell you that they beat a nationally ranked team. And that could be one of, if not the best victory of the HBCU season thus far. I can tell you all of those things. But that was week one. And everything since has been a little bit down. So you're looking at the Towson game after that. Was that was the Towson? No, I think actually, I think it was. Uh, I think that was the Albany game right after that. You look at the Albany game in which you play them extremely close. Okay, yeah, you knock off a a. Oh no, that was Akron. That's what it was. I'm getting the A's confused. So you beat Richmond, a nationally ranked FCS team. Then you play Akron extremely close, which is an FBS team. And it's like, those are your first two games. And it's looking like, okay, we thought that Morgan State had the ability to be a, a, a sleeper team, a, a team that was a little bit more underestimated coming into the season, but they surprised people. And then everything falls flat. I don't care how close you are in the four games. If you lose the next four games, if you're or if you're a one and four team, you're a one and four team. And when those four losses are the last four games you played, there's a limit on how much I can really praise you at this current moment. But they've shown a premise. They've shown a little bit of promise with what they could be. I'm not giving up on them. They showed me a little something. I already had a little faith, not a little faith, but uh, a little hope in them coming into the season. And they showed me why in week one. And I'm just looking to see if they can capitalize on it at any time. But matter of fact, them capitalizing on this victory or not, or that, that uh, um, how do I want to phrase it? Capitalizing on that potential. They're going to get a big test on that in week one against North Carolina Central. Matter of fact, not only will that be our game of the week, we'll slightly discuss it as we continue with Locked on HBCU and look at a near-perfect, if not completely perfect, lineup of games in the first week of conference play. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. And do you have the Jace case? If not, what are you waiting for? Because for me, they are five antibiotics that are designed to treat over 50 
um, infections, but also it's just a way to be prepared. Don't get caught lacking. Don't be caught thinking, oh, man, I wish I had something that was designed for this situation that I'm currently in. This is what it's for. It's designed to have all of these antibiotics that are going to cover a, a bunch of different infections and different situations that you could get yourself into. That's why the Jace case is helpful. And now they even allow you to customize with add-on medications. You think you might need this or that. You can go ahead and get this or that. So if you go to, if you, excuse me, if you go to jacemedical.com slash locked on, that's jacemedical.com. Or excuse me, jacemedical.com. Use the promo code locked on. You get $20 off your purchase. That is jacemedical.com, J A S E medical.com, and use the code locked on to get $20 off your purchase. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel, and FanDuel is the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network, and the NFL season is kicking, it's going, it's rolling, we're right in the midst of it, and this is the time to make yourself some money. If you're a little bit concerned, I understand. For new users, if you put down $5, just $5, and you win, or if you lose, does not matter, you get $200 back in bonus bets. Now, you cannot lose in that sense. You can't. So that's the beautiful thing. And if you win, you just get it on top of that. So go ahead and go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. If you want to do the NFL, the WNBA, the NBA, um, tennis, everything, MLB, everything in between, this is the place to do it to make yourself some easy cash. Once again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on. And when you get there, make sure that you make every moment more. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day. Every day, you remember on Friday's episode, we will have our college, or not Friday's episode, but on Friday, we'll have our college football kickoff live episode that'll be hosted here on the Locked On HBCU YouTube page live, and then also be on the podcast page and YouTube page after it's finished recording. We have a little bit something different on tomorrow. We're going to have our game of the week tomorrow. On Thursday, we will have our game of the week, and that is because the game is North Carolina Central versus Morgan State. And that game is going to be airing on Thursday. So I want to make sure that we can get our three matchups and all of the things in between with that. But that's kind of a perfect segue into where we currently stand in the con or in, in the show, right? We're going into the first week of conference play for the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. And you're looking at really what I consider a perfect or at least a near perfect set of games and we already went through one which is north carolina central versus morgan state but the only way you could elevate this is if you had all of these games and this is impossible if you had all of these games and then you still had howard versus north carolina central the two big dogs facing off against each other that's the only addition you can make to this game nothing else could happen but if you change it up and you do North North uh, North Carolina Central versus Howard, the other games are going to suffer. So I'm going to say to me, this is a perfect lineup. 
So you got North Carolina Central versus Morgan State, Howard versus Norfolk State, and then Delaware State versus South Carolina State. And we'll start off with the end of them. I'll be honest with you, straight up. Outside of Delaware, outside of South Carolina, ain't nobody caring about this game. This game doesn't move me. You got the two teams with no motion, but it's important that the two teams with no motion play against each other because nothing's really going up there. When you look at Delaware State, they won one game against Virginia University of Lynchburg. That's the only game that they won all season long. Virginia University of Lynchburg has not won a game all year long. So you beat an undefeated or, excuse me, a winless team. Okay, whoop-de-doo. We're not getting excited about teams that, that don't have wins on the, under their belt. We're not getting excited about that. When you look over there at South Carolina State, South Carolina State had just won back-to-back games, and then they lost to Tennessee Tech. So you might wonder why they don't have any emotion, why there's no movement. They just, you know, they just lost the game. Well, first off, one of the teams that they beat was Virginia University of Lynchburg, which we know, no wins. The other team was the Citadel, no wins. So the only two teams that you have beaten this year have no wins. Okay. Okay, got you, got you, got you. Then you look at, losing to Tennessee Tech, and what happens after that? After that, Buddy Pugh, the head coach, comes out and says, I know more, but the more ain't good. Ooh. When I tell you that's one of the best quotes I heard in a long time. That's I got a meme photo on my phone. That's fighting for competition. Like, that might get in there. I'll be honest with you. But when the coach comes out and says, I know more, and the more ain't good, you, you ain't got nothing going for you at this current moment. Now, I don't know, maybe Delaware State and South Carolina State, they just needed to get into conference play for them to kick it in. I, I don't know. But as we sit here right now, both of those teams have yet to beat another team that has a win. Thankfully for them, one of that is going to, or that's going to change for one of those teams. Now, the other two games, that Howard-Norfolk State game, that North Carolina Central-Morgan State game, those two are very similar to each other. They share a very similar premise, and that premise is a top dog against a team that's attempting to prove themselves. I'll keep it relatively brief with the Norfolk, or excuse me, with the Morgan State, North Carolina Central game, because we're going to get into that tomorrow. But at the beginning of the show, I discussed the upper echelon. If Morgan State beats Central, they're in the upper echelon to me. Like, there's no more questions. I know that they lost four in a row, but part of me sits there and still remembers the Morgan State Bears that was able to knock off a nationally ranked opponent and then were able to push a FBS opponent to the limits and really should have won if it wasn't for what felt like kind of a fluke-type ending. That's the Morgan State I still have in the back of my head. Despite going one and four, I still remember those first two games where they were one and one and the optimism was through the freaking roof. I remember that. So if you knock off North North Carolina Central, at that point, I'm ready to crown you. And it might be premature, but I'm ready to crown you. It wouldn't knock North Carolina Central out, but it would put Morgan right there in that upper echelon. Then you got Howard versus Norfolk State. And Norfolk State, to me, hasn't done enough to prove themselves to be in that conversation. Even in that conversation to be the third team or the fourth team in the upper echelon. They're too volatile. They win, lose, lose, win. Like, 
they haven't had two wins back to back. They just had two losses back to back. But until then, there was alternating losses and victories. They're too volatile. There's too much. I didn't think that they could beat Hampton, yet they did. Right? And then I didn't think that they could lose to Virginia State, yet they did. I didn't think they were going to lose to North Carolina's A&T, but they did. It's just too much. Ah, 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 ah. That's what I'm feeling. It's too much ah, 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 back and forth. I'm just like, ah, I don't know. I can't put my stock in anything there. See, for me, I like teams that I can trust. I like teams with consistency. They don't have that. However, if they're able to knock off Howard, now we can have the conversation of do they de do they deserve to be in the conversation? They they will not move themselves definitively into the upper echelon with a victory. I'm sorry. But they can move themselves into the conversation. Knocking off a top-level team does not make you a top-level team. Ask South Carolina State last year. That's not how it works. But overall, they can be in a conversation. So Norfolk State is trying to prove themselves that they can play with the big dogs. Meanwhile, Morgan State is trying to prove that they are a big dog. And both of those teams face undisputed top dogs in the conference being Howard and North Carolina Central. But let's look at how Central, how Howard looked at the beginning of the year, the preseason offense and defensive player of the year. Let's see how they looked at the beginning of the year and compare what the predictions were to where everything stands right now. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Go to ebaymotors.com for any of your car needs. Maybe you want to need, maybe you need something fixed. Maybe you just want to hook something up. And that's the thing. Sometimes you need a new alternator. Go to eBay Motors. They got over 120 million parts. So they're going to make sure that every part that you need for your car is there for them. All you have to do is put in your car in the my garage section. And it's really that simple. Meanwhile, if you want to get some Maybe you want to get some lights on the inside of your car. Maybe you want to do it up that way. Maybe you want to, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you want to just, just make your car look better, right? It's not about utility. It's about aesthetic. They got all of that at ebaymotors.com. That is ebaymotors.com. Make sure you fix up your car. Make sure you go to eBay Motors. Make sure you put your car in the My Garage section. It's that simple at ebaymotors.com. As we're wrapping up today's episode of Blocked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day, making it all the way to segment three. And I thank you two times for that. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to look at the MEAC, the MEAC preseason polls then and now, because this was something I just thought was kind of cool. I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of interested. Let, I wonder when you look at what the teams look like today, well, we're basically halfway through the season. Excuse me. So when you're about halfway through the season, how does it look? None of this actually matters. Technically, they're tied. North Carolina Central is even with Delaware State. In a record-wise, in the MEAC. But let's look at what these polls say. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not feeling too well. North Carolina Central, or my nose just isn't feeling that well right now. I'm fine. North Carolina Central at one, Howard at two, South Carolina State at three, Morgan State at four, Norfolk State at five, Delaware State at six. 
Okay. For the most part, I think this is solid, to be honest. But you got two really big mistakes on here. One, South Carolina State is too high. I understood it at the time. I even said it. I might rock with South Carolina State as my surprise team. I, I gave that same sentiment, so I get it 100%. But that ended up being wrong. Um, the other thing is Delaware State got this random one first place vote. I thought it was weird in the moment, but it was weird. It's weirder now because Delaware State hasn't performed anywhere near a championship level. They haven't performed anywhere near deserving one of your um, preseason first place picks. They didn't deserve that. Howard has one. Morgan State has one. North Carolina Central has nine. Those are the teams that I think deserve it. So one of those should have had either two or maybe North Carolina Central should have had 10. And 10 is an interesting number because, speaking of North Carolina Central and 10, that's how many rushing touchdowns that Davius Richard has, which is the most for all rushers in the conference. He's actually third in the conference in rushing. He's also third in the conference in passing yards per game. Both of those are per game stats. And he was your preseason offensive player of the year. He's leading the highest scoring offense in the conference. It makes sense for him to be the offensive player of the year. Yet again, it's just about team success. If Howard goes on and they win, you might see Eden James. You might see Quentin Williams. Like You might see any of these things, but it's probably going to be about who has the resume as an individual, and we know that Richard has that. But then also, what has your team done as a whole, right? So all of those things are going to be important. Central was actually doubling up with the offense and defensive player of the year. They had Khalil Baker, and for me, he ain't on the way to that. He's only had two pass breakups. He has 13 tackles. Now, he plays safety where a lot of the things he does, you can't see strictly. You can't see strictly off of the um, off of the broadcast copy. You can't strictly see that off of a box score. There's so many things that he does that don't re result in tackles, right? But overall, two pass breakups, no interceptions, 13 tackles, six games. Like, that's not going to cut it. That's just not going to cut it right now. So I don't know if North Carolina Central will do the same thing that they did last year where they swept the OPOY and then the DPOY. But I do think that they're well on their way to having the offensive player of the year in Davius Richard, especially if they just take care of themselves and take care of business as a team. But I appreciate I appreciate you for taking care of me and making this your first listen of the day every day. We'll be back tomorrow with our game of the week. Please do not forget that we're switching up our schedule. So make sure that you go tomorrow and check out Norfolk, North Carolina Central versus Morgan State. But in the meantime, in between time, until the next time that we hear each other family, take care, stay blessed. Peace.